Hello and welcome to another episode of The Key Issue. I'm your host, Pat Jones, and with me today is my co-host, Amish Dalton. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple of things. We're going to be talking about uh, Terminator. We're going to be talking about the upcoming Halloween movie and Dalton's view on the last one. Uh, We're going to be talking about Ruby Rose's exit from Batwoman and Dalton's opinion on the Arrow TV show. And Flash. And Flash. We'll do a little flash in there too. Um, okay, so let's get started. Uh, what did we say this Terminator. Alright, Terminator. Let's talk about Terminator. Alright. I mean, actually, we haven't really talked about Terminator much. You know, I want to know more. I'm going to present my arguments. You tell me what you think. Okay. I feel like I'm a huge Terminator fan, so it's interesting to see somebody else that's. No, I'm a big. Okay. Remember, like, that, those like three weeks I did nothing but talk about Terminator. <laughs> I bought the video game. Yeah. Did all so that. So I'm interested to know your thoughts on this. So, the, the one that comes up the most is which Terminators... It's not even... So, 1 and 2 are cemented as being the best. Probably mm-hmm. the second one, probably one of the votes for being the best Terminator. Sure. And all-around action movie. Yeah. But uh, it's no longer a question of which movies are... I guess the better question is which movies are good enough to be considered watchable at this point. Because there's a lot of hatred originally towards... Um, three, salvation. They all got like everything on got a yeah. They huge cursed on Genesis and Dark Fate. Yeah. So I think the general consensus from the community right now is that Dark Fate and Genesis are hot garbage. Yep. Uh, people went back and looked at Salvation again and said, you know what, wasn't that bad. And then uh, three is hit or miss for people. I personally love three. I think three was a miss for me. I would, when I think it's, I really like three. I, I don't know. I just didn't like who they casted as John Connor. I thought he was a little, little weird. I, he looked like you know, to me honestly, Columbine. You know, he looked like a school shooter kind of thing. Yeah, we'll have to go into that. But yeah, so let's so the first movie. Everything great about an action movie. Um, you got a completely original, like story here. This is like, yeah, you, know, you got. You know, time was a big thing here. You're back to the future around the same time. So the concept of time travel is like, wow, people are like, wow, think of the applications if someone actually figured that out. Mm-hmm. And not just some old guy and his teenage friend or like somebody who, you know. It's time travel is an interesting concept. Not a lot of movies touched on it besides um, the one movie that Matt LeBlanc from Friends happened to be in. Lost in Space. Oh my gosh, Lost in Space. Amazing movie. I don't know what happened there. The only thing I remember from that movie was Matt LeBlanc sitting in that chair and then the armor just coming over him. That's yeah. the only thing I can remember. Yeah, because he's sitting there, it's just like... Because uh, it's like Space Robinson Crusoe. Or Space yeah. Family Robinson, isn't it? He's just like, uh, million dollars worth of military equipment and traded all back for a can of rain. Because they're about to have all the spiders come through. But the... The special effects and, like, the props they had for the movie were on point. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a realistic interpretation of the robot. Um, what was his name? I don't remember. It was, uh... Oh, God, I don't remember his name, the robot's name. The kid's name's Will. But, oh, God, I don't remember the robot's name from... Oh, I'm a bad person. But, uh, yeah, Lost in Space. Great movie. I, you know, Matt LeBlanc is only in two movies outside of uh, Friends, which is uh, Charlie's Angels 
And oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, he's dating uh, Lucy Liu's character, Gunter. The robot's name is Gunter. It's Lucy Liu. Yeah, that's right. Robot's name's Gunter. Yeah, I feel like they changed it. This is for the TV show. I don't even remember. Um, yeah, so Matt LeBlanc was amazing in that movie. He was like what I like if I were to think of like an Air Force officer, like that was a pilot mm-hmm. in today's age. Matt LeBlanc's character in that movie would have been spot on. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, he's because he's responsible for the ship, so he has to make decisions that affect the ship, not just individual people. But he, you know, he's like kind of a little, um, little sport for it. He's like uh, confident in himself, cocky, arrogant. Yeah. But he's like, he's like the pinnacle space pilot. He did a great job in that role. The movie was amazing. The special effects were amazing. The plot was amazing. Now, a little it... time travel in there, and he had a great movie. When did it come out? That'd be like at least early two thousand. Early two thousands. Would you say the special effects? I don't really remember them too well. Would they be like Spawn quality special no, effects? No, they were amazing. The spiders were realistic. Mm-hmm. The only special effects in that movie is the spaceships. Um, I guess the robot. The spiders. Yeah. And then the biggest thing in that movie is when um, the bad guy, his name I can't remember, when he turns into the, the mutant spider, he becomes CGI at that point. Looks realistic. Doesn't look bad for that time period. Oh, As opposed to some elements in Spawn, which have been criticized fairly. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, I guess Spawn's a little harder to handle. But. Right, they they asked for a giant, you know, man, half, man, half, spider, mutant, and they nailed it. So, kind of getting off topic, let's bring it back to Terminator. Yeah, back to Terminator. Um, so, first movie, um, the special effects probably freaked people out of that movie. Like, that's yeah. a bullshit robot with human skin. I remember my first memory of that movie was Arnold when he caught on fire, or... Better yet, when he started getting damaged done to his skin and it started looking rubbery, yeah, like they said, uh, they went back and talked about that in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that. I remember him cutting the eye. Yeah, that was a disturbing scene for a lot of people. But I just, I, I like that they, 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 they explained it. It's from the future. Mm-hmm. It's a robot from the future. It looks human, but they did a good job of grounding it in a reality that could happen. So when he does have like half of his, um, his arm is exposed. Yeah. Uh, he's doing maintenance on the. You can see inside. There's, um, there's servos in there pulling yeah. wires, manipulating the uh, the finger movements. It's based in a reality that could exist. It's I not love... like crazy sci-fi tech. It's not like nanobots. It's not anything like that. Yeah. It's a fucking just a servo pulling a wire to pull a finger. And actually, the special effects in that movie were done by Stan Winston, who is like the name in special effects. He did uh, Jurassic Park 3. Uh, he did Terminator. Mm-hmm. He's done a slew of different movies. Um, oh, Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. That's, that's a sort of another day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I like that it was, it was, people were afraid because it was bound in a reality that could be their own. It wasn't, like when people look at like the most recent Avengers movie, mm-hmm. Endgame, you know, he's got his, or Endgame and, um, Infinity War. He's got his nano suit, all comes out of his chest. You know, it's that's like super. That's really far away from that. The, right. The concepts presented in the first Terminator were 
you could actually have now. And I, I just want to kind of talk about this for a second. Uh, we do because Amish Dalton is building an HK drone in his house right now. Uh, so if a kid who grew up in Amish land can and, and never dealt with any kind of electronics or anything like that can figure out how to build a drone that's a hunter killer which is essentially he's going to create skynet and kill all of us uh can do it we're not that far away which also begs to question uh why hasn't anyone else done it if you can do it uh, that's a good question if you look at uh the technology that we have available today we actually have the ability to have all these crazy sci-fi things that people have been waiting for. It's really just no one's really taken the initiative to actually do it because it is a lot of work, but it is already there. And a good uh, example of this would be the uh, Aegis Mark II system that South Korea has on the border of the DMZ. It is a fully automated turret, and I believe it has a crazy accuracy up to like a mile on the turrets, but there's a switch that makes it autonomous versus human control, so it doesn't just start shooting at any thermal signature. And they have it set to, you know, still human control, but it does have the ability to go completely autonomous. How long have you been building your drone? Uh, I started in February. Uh, a lot of SolidWorks making it up. Uh, a lot of math, because the engines have to, on the finished model, the engines will have to rotate. Because when you have a tricopter, you lose some of that ability to do certain maneuvers unless you do like a very specific control scheme where you have counter rotating. You change the speed of the engines, that's how you rotate. But in the movie, I'm trying to stay keep it authentic. The engines rotate, so it's just easier to do quick turns and uh, more directional thrust for those vectors. But going into the HK, so part of the reason I don't like the future movies is mostly for the future parts of those movies. So the future war is, you know, in the first Terminator, it's uh, Kyle Reese's flashbacks. He's going back, or he's he's asleep, or like having nightmares about the future war. And there's a lot of there's actually a lot of symbols, uh, like imagery to kind of put your subconscious into the mindset here. So when he's talking to Sarah about the future war. It's about machines that were trusted to run it all to keep us safe. Uh, you know, the Cold War era is still in like the 80s. There are like remnants of it. Mm-hmm. It's still around. Um, so when you see the hunter killers and the tanks in the future, they have red and blue lights on them, which would be symbolic of police vehicles today. Uh, or any kind of law enforcement. Like protect and serve kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so in, that in the second movie, when he goes to the house uh-huh. to ask if uh, they see John, it, the camera specifically zooms in on the police vehicle where it says to protect and serve inside of the door. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So it's like, it's trying to build that, uh, that these are the law enforcement of the... The future. Of the future, and it, it, it's gone bad, obviously. Right, because Skynet's whole thing was to protect mankind, so he was like, the only way to protect mankind is to overtake mankind. I I think when you look at, like, so there's, obviously there's Kyle Reese's explanation, but then there's also the Terminator's explanation. Which was? Which is different, because in the first movie, Sarah only has Kyle Reese, who is just a soldier. 
He's one of John's trusted so John probably relayed information to him, who was like his number one guy. But that's still the way he talks to Sarah. It's all like secondhand information. Like, oh, I heard from this guy that used to be in the Air Force that they were working on. This. Like, it's all secondhand. Like Lance Corporal Anagram versus Arnold's uh, description in Terminator Two to Sarah when she's asking all these questions, like, "Who's Miles Dyson? What is Cybertron? Where right. is that?" He's like, he just explains everything. He's like, yeah. Um, uh, Skynet uh, becomes activated and they're trying to pull the plug because it became self-aware and that probably scared them. But, um, yeah, their stories are actually different, which is important because in one, in the first movie, he says it was a system trusted to run it all and they say it got smart versus the second movie, it's, it did get smart and that's why they canceled it. And they, they tried to, and they failed. And then the third movie, it's... You can kind of argue that it was already taking over in the beginning of the movie, which is why all the TVs and networks and satellite cell phones were all, like, not working. Right. So it was already taking over these systems, which is just part of its programming, to be connected and be able to do anything. But it was weird that it was able to do that before... Uh, Rooster was actually able to activate Skynet because when he did activate Skynet, this kind of had complete control. And I wonder if I don't know if this is bad writing or maybe I'm just stupid, but they did set Skynet to kill the virus, but Skynet was the original issue. So I wonder if Skynet confused them trying to take out the virus using Skynet as them telling Skynet to kill itself, and that's why it got defensive. Oh, like it. Kind of became self-aware and yeah. autonomous. The, the issue is, oh, they thought, oh, there's this computer virus. It's take, it took it over. It took over everything. We're going to stick Skynet on it because it can destroy it in a second. But really, they're telling Skynet to kill itself. It's kind of it's like, no. And then that's when it decides, I'm going to kill the humans. So okay, for you, how does the Terminator story go? Is it what what is part of it and what's not part of it? Okay, for let me. Example. So the issue is, salvation. Is it part of it? I'll, I'll include salvation. Okay. So salvation's good. One, two, three. I salvation. like three. Three's a different timeline. Oh, like an Elseworld or yeah. a different dimension? Because all the cause salvation and Dark Fate, Genesis, they all introduce modified timelines. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, that gives them the ability to not say, this is canon, this is what happened after this movie. It's just more like it gives them a chance to be a little more creative. I think three should still be a part of it. Okay, so yeah, three. And what's cool about three was it had a Sarah Connor Chronicles tie-in with it, right? Because in in three, oh, you talk about the uh, Sarah Connor's dead, yeah, from so cancer. If, I don't know if anybody watched or if you if you haven't watched the Sarah Connor Chronicles, you need to. It's great. Um, John starts out kind of weird, but he gets significantly better in season two. Um, what's her face that plays Sarah? Cersei Lannister. Cersei Lannister, that actor. Um, she does a great job. But uh, key thing is here is if, if you missed it, there is a episode where Skynet wants to acquire several resources and wants to do certain things as they're setting up for the war. It's kind of like a pregame strategy because they send back Terminators to like kind of hide and not deal with John Connor, not deal with anything. They're just there mm -hmm. to like gather resources so the one guy one Terminator his literal job was just go get one of the metals to build Terminator things cobalt or something like that 
But he gets a stockpile of it, sits in a bunker, and then shuts down. And that's his job. That's smart. That's because they probably he was yeah. set to read only. Yeah. It's kind of it's just game in the game because they have time travel. Although that's technically not how it went down, but that's a different story. But in one of the episodes, Skynet's either trying to destroy or strategically acquire a nuclear power plant. And the, you know, John and Sarah and the Terminator are trying to mess up those plans. Uh, something happened. I can't remember the specifics, but um, Sarah has to go into an radiated area quickly to stop something that's about to happen. And she doesn't have time to don the appropriate protective equipment mm-hmm. and it's like a time-based thing and you see her look at john like i'm about to fuck up right i have to do this and she goes in and she does it and then she doesn't tell it and they kind of drop it but that's actually a nod to turning three where they go to the funeral home and they go to her casket and guns she, he's like oh how'd she die so oh, leukemia but that's why they tied it in right yeah it was a good nod. I think. I think for me, it's, and because three had, it, it finally hit the culmination of Judgment Day. Like you see one, one's like, oh, what's what's? It's like giving you the concept of the future. Mm-hmm. Told that story. Then two is like, okay, it's coming, and the villain, the T one thousand. First off, how how the hell does a liquid metal being be a, like a computer? I don't understand. I think that, that was trying to expand on like nanotechnology. Okay. But it great, is great great movie. Love yeah, it. It's but that was something that that'd kinda, be there that's more advanced than some of the other terminators. Like there's like a there's a technology gap there. What about the T X? The the one well, for TX the third was movie. Both. Yeah, it was both. It could put on a and even in this new one, Dark Fate, the Rev Nine yeah. uh, could split himself into two. A, yeah, a liquid that was metal. more nano stuff. Yeah. But what's interesting is that the first three movies are consistent mm-hmm. with also with uh, Genesis. There, the timeline is you know there's there is no system. The whole point, interesting part of Terminator Three is like learning there's no system core. Yet all the other movies are pretty consistent on saying there is a system core and it is in Colorado because mm-hmm. in even in Genesis in the beginning of the movie when they're in the future. Um, you hear him on the radio saying, Colorado unit succeeded, Skynet Central Corps is down, and then all the machines die, which right. is consistent with the plot, because when uh, Kyle Reese is in the police station in the first movie, talking uh, to the police station about what happened, this, the story is consistent. They get to the the time displacement chamber that John knew was there, because you know, he learned from the future past, all that. Mm-hmm. They get there, and they're a, like a second too late, and the first Terminator has already gone back. That's when John says, Kyle, you're going to go back and protect me as a kid. And then they blow the facility. And impregnate my mother yeah. <laughs> with giving birth to me. I don't know if he knew that then. Because, like, the first time he would do. But then, I guess, uh, it's like a weird paradox thing. That's actually been my shower thought this week. Yeah. Was, like, what came first, the chicken yeah. or the egg? Did Kyle... Because, like, if, if John didn't send Kyle back, then John wouldn't be alive. Yeah. But, but then that creates the issue... For the Seracon Chronicles, mm-hmm. Terminators would be able to just keep coming back because it's, it was a one thing they got there just in time, and then they sent the one guy back and then they blew the facility, so no more time to travel. Mm-hmm. 
So only the one Terminator should have been able to go back. But they kind of break that, I guess. I guess in the second movie they break that too. Cause... I don't think they said because they sent one back to the... They didn't have the Terminator reprogram that. There's some time issues. I'm sorry. Also, there's a big issue that completely overlooked is the time travel aspect of what you can and cannot send back. Oh, yeah, the organic and the... They yeah. can't, like, close. You can't go back. My, my issue up. is, based on their explanation, what is the reason they cannot send back... They can just kick you like a, a pig... Put a plasma rifle inside of it and send it back. What is the reason for that? I mean, I think you could do that because they were able to send the machines back with skin over them. Yeah. So they could have proved everything was true by simply doing that. Because, like, why don't you bring back plasma weapons or any kind of futuristic technology to prove your story to the police officer? Oh, that's like, true. You can't do that. Non-organics can go, can't go through or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, but because he has skin, it's like, they just fucking get a dead person and you shove a rifle in them or something. <laughs> Future mule. Yeah. All right, so we've been kind of beating this yeah, tournament can... for about 30 minutes. Um, we'll come back and have a, a long, maybe we'll do like a watch through. We'll have like a solid week series yeah. of like the Terminator and we'll kind of identify everything. Let's move on to the, uh, the other topic that I love talking to you about. Halloween. So this new 2018 movie that we watched, uh, you had a huge issue with it. It's hot garbage. Hot fucking garbage. I don't I think so. I hate that movie. Uh, I obviously seen all the Halloween movies going out. So my mom had me watch the first one. You watch the second one at the hospital. You watch the third one. You're like, this has nothing to do with anything. You watch the fourth one. Michael's back. Uh, you got the guy with the suitcase with the minigun. You're like, what the hell is going on? You watch the fifth one, you're like, okay, he's part of a cult. That's who taught him how to drive. And that's who broke him out of the thing. You're like, right. okay, that's pretty cool. And then you get uh, H2O. H2O and Resurrection. Like, he kills. Those two are hot fucking garbage. Yeah. She had, so the same kind of concept. She had prepared for him to eventually come. Right. She gets him to the rooftop. Yeah. has him in this crazy, you know, Wildy coyote tripwire thing. Oh, are you talking about upside down off the building? You're talking about resurrection. Is it? I think it's the beginning of resurrection and the beginning of H2O. It's one of them. I think it's H2O actually. No, because H2O. Yeah, it is H2O. It's with Tyra Banks and. Uh... Yeah, it's in the beginning. So she does this Looney Tunes thing, gets him upside down, hanging off the side of a building, and she decides she's going to kiss him. That, yeah, can we can we talk about the like incestual Luke and Leia kiss that Laurie does to Michael? Doesn't make any sense. And, no. then, she, and then she gets stabbed, and then falls off the building and dies. Yeah. And then he goes to the basement, gives some random clown his knife, and the clown starts like reading off his history, and then he walks away. Yeah, the very the, unexplained. That I don't, I don't. I think after after two. That's when it dropped off for me. Uh, until 2018. I was very impressed with 2018, even though Amish Dalton has a huge uh, issue with okay. it. Okay, so why... Okay, so after 5 H2O and Resurrection, we get the Rob Zombie films. Mm, oh yeah, I forgot. two of them. Yeah. Wasn't a big fan. I didn't I, see the second one. The first, first one. one first one was good. second one I was first not a fan The first one was extremely though. violent. 
like yeah. more so than normal. And then I don't I don't think it's all the second one, but and actually was, with the first one, it was very like the origin of Michael Myers was drawn out way too yeah, long, and then little, they sped everything up. All the juicy stuff that we were looking for yeah. at the end, gone. And I, I okay. never yeah I, the Rob Zombie films we're just gonna as as a kid, I was really young when it came out. I think it was two thousand seven. Oh, there was something in Rob Zombie films I want to talk about. Huh. Uh, when trying to explain the origin, so they had Michael's a kid. His he was killing animals. Yeah, like any other serial yeah. killer. Kid. The dad was like a deadbeat loser. I don't think that was his dad. But it was like I think that was weirdly sexualizing the sister, and the sister was like okay with it. And the mom got upset and like threw like whatever she was cooking for breakfast on his lap. He got pissed off. Oh yeah. I was like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? Yeah, that's which is also the mom is uh what is it, Rob Zombie's is that Rob Zombie's wife or daughter? I can't remember. She's in all of his movies. It was just weird. Um, anyway. But yeah, let's talk about the new one. Okay. Yeah, so things I did like. Yeah, let's start with that. Things I liked like. the one kid's commentary where he says, well, I mean, he just like killed a few people. In the grand scheme of things, in today's world, not a big deal. No. Which is funny because it's true. Because back then, like, oh my God, murderer on the loose. He killed 13 people. Like that was that was you know because you know we had, we had standards and morals. Yeah. But today that's like, oh, that's chump change. <laughs> which is sad that that's what happened. But that's the kid at least is grounded in some kind of reality where he recognizes that. He's like, oh, I mean, she's like, oh, we gotta we yeah. gotta go punk her down and he's like, you just killed a few people. It's not a big deal. Because if you look at it, the first time he only killed like what three people. Yeah. Yeah, he killed uh, the, the sister, the dad, and the mom. No, he didn't kill the parents. He killed the sister. Yeah, he killed the sister. And that's it. But I'm talking about the night. Oh, wait, that was it. Yeah, he only killed his sister. Because they, they erased the other timelines. Yeah. So he's just like, he just murdered one person. <laughs> well, no, because then there was uh, still the three. Like, n- number one happened. Yeah. Number two didn't happen. They completely erased it. Oh, okay. The yeah. hospital, so the other six, and they're not brother and sister. Um, okay, so that's the only thing that that movie was that one person. No, the, the kid, the little kid, that the chick was babysitting, that kid was comedy gold. I loved him. The, the, the black dude was yeah. just like, no, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my nasty ass toenails or something like that, remember? Yeah. Um, okay, things are wrong with the movie. Let's just go on the list. Um, I cheat on you in a teenage relationship and I get caught. Mm-hmm. I'm mad that I got caught. So I take your cell phone and put it in the punch. Nacho cheese. It was nacho oh, cheese. Nacho cheese. Does that make sense? No. I think he was drunk and he was a stupid teenager. That doesn't make any sense to me. Because that was a driving part for driving part for half the plot was the fact that she didn't have a cell phone. Yeah, that kid's a dickhead. Yeah. By the laws of of eighties horror, which is what this movie's based off of, he should have died. You know, you've seen yeah. it in horror movies. Someone's being a dickhead, overly mean. Yeah. Goes outside to blow some steam off. He's dead. I felt bad for the, the one, the, I mean, the fat kid that was like. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the girl was crushing on her. And yeah, then, and she like dumped him, and then he gets killed by Michael Myers. It's like how far down can yeah, you go? He gets rejected, and then he's like, "Sorry, man, I'll get off your lawn." And yeah. then he just gets killed. That's what I love about Michael Myers. He has no. He doesn't discriminate. Because he killed those two reporters. 
He very indiscriminately He he bashed that dude's head in. Yeah. He, and that woman was completely useless. Completely. But he's getting attacked for maybe six minutes. And she, what's she doing? <laughs> She's sitting next to a piss-stained floor. Yeah, just crying until girl. she gets killed. So thanks for nothing. But that was a very iconic shot. After he killed them both, yeah. he went outside, put the mask on. Yeah. That was great. I loved that. All right. Um, the therapist who somehow recognizes his superpowers and wants to like study that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Oh, yeah. He's like the replacement for Dr. Loomis. Yeah. Because then he kills the, the sheriff because he wants to continue his research. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. That's just, that came out of gross left field. Yeah, I didn't expect that. But if, he, if they there's... said he was part of the cult and they were going to tie that into a future movie, mm-hmm. cool. Didn't do that. Though. So they're actually there's a rumor going around that Hawkins, the dude that he killed and like stabbed and ran over with the car, survived and he's going to be in the next movie. That'd be something. Don't know how that happened. I don't know how you survived that. But uh, um, yeah, so let's talk about the main over-glaring issue with the movie. Okay. They tried to make was it Wari out to be this like. I've been preparing my whole fucking it's like life. like 40 years or something like that? For this moment. She hit the range all the time? 40 years. She's always at the range, has a multitude of weapons, both in her basement, in every drawer of every house. She has all these, like, lockdown rooms. Mm-hmm. She's got everything prepped. So, when she's clearing her house, what does she decide to use as her primary weapon mm-hmm. for house-clearing tactics? If you guessed bolt-action rifle with a 24-inch barrel, you would have guessed right. Uh, okay. So when I was watching this, I'm like, holy fucking shit, no way. Because she is, like, literally trying to barely get this rifle into each room. And then they're like, she gets into the eventual room where everything is Scooby-Doo covered in a cloth, a white cloth. You're like, oh, it could be under each one. It's like, how did, who has a room like that? Yeah, like, honestly. Oh, I just decided to paint this today, so now everything's covered in a white cloth, and it'd be really easy to hide under any one of these. Which like also Ma- doesn't make sense. It's not like Michael put yeah. the sheets up. Yeah, it doesn't have, like, Sheets R Us over there. But uh, it, the first thing I think is, like, okay, she's going to see him too late because he's going to make a move. She's going to get the shot off, but it's going to miss... And then he's going to grab the rifle and throw it away. That's my prediction. And what happens in the movie? Oh, there he Oh, oh, oh I missed. Oh, he's at the rifle. Oh, like, are you fighting 40 years? And it's it's modern weapons. She has AR-15s in the basement at the end. Yeah. Well, she could have had like a, an SBR. She could have had a short belt shotgun. Any of those would have been acceptable. But instead, I guess for plot armor, for Michael, she decided to give him... You're going to have this 24-inch bolt-action fucking rifle. All right, so let me ask you. Michael Myers is coming for you. You're in a house. You've had 40 years to prep. What are you using to take him out? Um, my, my go-to? Yeah. Consider, do I know Michael Myers is, like, semi-invincible? Invincible? Like, well, not invincible, like... Okay, like so you, pistol shots will. Forty will, years ago, pistol shots will put him down, but it will not. Keep yeah, him. forty years ago, you witnessed that he got shot like eight times, and he's still alive now. What are you? What are you doing? Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, 
I'm going to go with the Foztech Origin 12, which is a semi-automatic short-barreled shotgun. So you get all the benefits of shotguns. Mm -hmm. You get the shortened barrel, so it can maneuver room to room. Right. And you get a uh, you know 24-round drum mag. There's literally no way you could lose. Unless you were, like, purposely pushing your body against closets that you don't know if you cleared or not, and then it'll stab you through the closet. But you will, you know, you can hear if somebody's in the room. You'll know if someone's coming after you. You have that response time to immediately drop somebody if needed. You want to um, know mine is? What? The Spaz 12. <laughs> I'm putting down ra uh, Raptors with that thing. I, can th I think I can take out Mike Myers with it. You know they canceled the Spaz. Yeah, they because did. Because it had the safety issue. Yeah. They would just go off. Which maybe might be in your favor. Yeah, because, you know, I might be struggling with them, choking me, doing that thing. and Yeah. Now, to Laurie's benefit, um, midway through the movie, when she's on the hunt, she actually has, like, a weird little revolver thing. It's actually a big revolver. Oh, yeah, that huge one? Yeah, she's carrying that around. I swear to God, she comes to the house where, the, like, he just killed somebody, and she's like, he's here, I know he's here. She, like, sees him for, like, maybe half a second. Like, like on screen, you don't even see him grab a second. But she's able to get a shot off yeah. and nails him right in the fucking shoulder. Quick on the draw. Yeah, so props to her for that. Because she, like, I barely saw him on screen. And she, like, boom, and got him right in the shoulder. So, to that's me, like, that was... 40 years of prep That's 40 right years of training being shown. And okay. then it took it away. And then, I guess it took away um, IQ, too, at the end of the movie, uh, when the dad... Oh, yeah. He just walks out. You got out. a cop car that rolls down this hill. No lights. No engine. You know there's a murderer coming for you. You're barricading place. So you go outside. Walk up to a cop car. Put your flashlight on it. You see cops with their flashlights in their throats. Yeah. Severed heads. Yeah. And he just stares at it. And then Michael kills him. And then you're just like, you deserve to die. But you didn't. I didn't feel bad about him dying yeah, at all. You, and you, and you were supposed. I I don't think you were supposed to. But I feel like you know he wasn't. Every watching movie was like. Everybody knew he was gonna die. So the the, the setup for that was completely wrong. Yeah, because he was like the comedy relief in that movie. Yeah. You know, like the dad who was like, "Oh, what's going on?" You know, I, back in my day, you know, he was just like a dad, and then he ends up getting killed. But it wasn't tragic. But can we talk about my favorite part? is when the daughter is down. She goes, Mom, please help me. He's going to get me. And then he shows up. She goes, gotcha, and shoots him. I thought that was great. If that was the original plan from the beginning, there was entirely too many variables that had to work out perfectly. Because she was engaged in combat with him on the first floor, and she took a lot of stab wounds. She could have just Laurie did. Yeah, Laurie. Yeah. So what was her plan? Like, oh, like make him think I'm dead. He's gonna know. Oh well, yeah, because they they did the they did the reversal from one. She gets knocked down into the grass, and he goes to look, and she's not there anymore. Like she disappeared. Now she has, she's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Um, I want to get that system though that she had, where like the kitchen island just like moves. rotates to the side. I'm sure we can build that. That's probably expensive. Yeah. But uh. So I imagine you you don't like this movie. No. I did. I did, and I liked that they got rid of the whole brother and sister dynamic. Wasn't a huge fan of that. Mainly because... They were brother and sister. Not, not in the remake. Well, were they? 
just hunter and prey. What do you mean? That's the whole point of the movie. No, hmm. because I said in the beginning of the movie that, yeah, some guy said that they were related for publicity and all that, but they weren't. They're not related. So they in this uh, 2018 movie, they did away with the relation. And why would he hunt her down? Because she got away in the first movie. Why would he hunt her in the first movie? Wrong place, wrong time. If you remember, they wrong were Wrong place, wrong time. That's the whole point. No, but if you look, in the first movie, they were walking home from school and the friend talked mad shit to him. Like, hey, fucking pervert, blah, blah, blah. And then... He, so that's the reason he waited to kill her? He's probably going to kill anybody, but... No. no. I don't buy that. You don't mean to tell him... Okay, let me... No, because in the first are, movie, you, she's in school. Yeah. And she looks out the window and he's there looking at her. Well, probably in the first movie, they had this whole plan going, but... Now it's been no, decided. There's no way you can make the first movie canon and then have the oh, relationship. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. No. You can't just get rid of the relationship. Yeah, I guess you're right. Somebody fucked up and wrote it wrong here. Yeah, I just I don't. Well, I'm excited for this new movie. And then Halloween ends. It's my favorite franchise of all the horror movies. Uh, Freddy's cool. Jason's cool. But Michael Myers is my favorite. Yeah, I, remember, I was very scared of Maybe that's why his I trademark when he would like lower himself with one arm behind somebody. Yeah, that was to me that was so scary. Yeah, I think that's where my affinity with the guns come from. Just preparing for Michael just Myers. Just means I run into a situation with Myers because at least yeah, like what would you do? You, I don't. Well, ideally you need a headshot. Won't kill him, but it will put him down for enough for you to help. Until what he comes because he's gonna come find you again. Yeah, well that's where the shotgun comes in. Because then you could blow his fucking head off, and then you could just keep shooting him while he's dead. I think we'll just turn his body into liquid. Nothing. But he can come back. They'll still find a way to bring him back. He'll come back, but you, at least you know you're good for a year. <laughs> a year? Yeah, because he has to all that back. work for a year. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got the next Halloween. Yeah. You could, I don't know why there's Larry was so afraid. She knew he he could only come back on Halloween night. She could have just fucking coasted the whole year and just went fucking ham. October 31st. But instead, she went ham the whole year, um, made her kids uh, distance themselves from her, and then they still went on Halloween. They shouldn't have went on Halloween. It's, it's one day a year she's asking for. Is that so much to ask for? Mm. But the rest of the year, you can just fucking coast. Because he can't do anything. I don't think you can just coast when you survive no, a fight with Michael Myers. No, I... No. That's he can come back before Halloween He's night. killed plenty of times not on Halloween night. Now you say that... Think about it. I think that's true. Because I remember there were a few daylight killings in the fourth movie and the fifth movie where they like out somebody's random gas station on the highway. Yeah. The car mechanic. Yikes. That was... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That Was that Halloween day? I thought it was just Halloween the 31st that's when he's been killed. No, well, I think, like, the main fight always happens on Halloween. You know, death comes to Haddonfield. Um, I thought, I, I can't remember the rules, though. Isn't that the rules of his immortality? Is it when he dies on Halloween? No. Because uh, he was born under that constellation, Thorn. Remember that? What? Remember, he was born, he was part of that Celtic, and like, the one with uh, Paul Rudd. Do you remember that one? No. Which Halloween is this? Oh, 
Is this one of the original five? Yeah, it is. Paul Rudd is like... All I know is that... He's the kid from the first movie that Laurie was babysitting. He is now the adult version of him. Let me see. All I remember is the cult is revealed in the fourth movie. Yeah, he was... Well, the cult worships this constellation or something like that. Michael was born under it, so he was imbued with a, like, demonic force. And that's what pushes him to kill. Yeah, the, uh... Cult thing was definitely a shock. Was any oh, like? Yeah, no, it's a Halloween Six: The Curse of Michael Myers. Six. Okay, I don't think I saw Six. Yeah, it says uh, Tommy Doyle, the little kid in the first movie. He's all grown up. Um, Tommy. This this installment marks the return of the seemingly indestructible masked murderer Michael Myers, who is targeting Tommy Doyle, a young man tied into the legacy of the killer and his connections with the Strode family. As the supernatural elements of Michael's macabre abilities are explored, his longtime adversary, uh, Dr. Loomis, is also back in yet another attempt to stop the psychopath brutal rampage. But I think he was part of it, like he was born under a constellation. Hmm. I don't remember um, the cult thing got really weird. Yeah, because didn't like the the man in the trench coat and the hat? He just showed up. Well, he shows up at the end of the fourth one. Right. Lights up the whole police station. Blows open the jail cell. Takes the girl and Michael. Fifth movie. Uh, the cult group like raped her and made her like pregnant, and like that was the whole plot. Mm-hmm. Some weird shit like that, which is now looks even worse considering Hollywood and uh, what's been happening there. Alright, so this is what happened. Michael has been inflicted with Thorn, an ancient druid curse. Uh, long ago, one child from each tribe chosen to bear the curse of Thorn must sacrifice next of kin on the night of Samhain or Halloween. Um, to what? Stop the murders? Or? No, it's kind of like you have to fulfill this curse, and the curse calls for blood of your family. Oh. And that's why he goes after his niece in this one. Is not it a sixth one? Yeah. It just went from five to H2O. No, it was The Curse of Michael Myers, and then it was H2O. And uh, Resurrection. Alright, well, I guess I'll see the new one. As long as Laurie's not in it. She's probably going to be in it. Oh, God. Is she old? What's canon now? One, Halloween 2018. And the others are just... This is after that. Yep, this is Halloween Kills. So it's the third one in canon now. And then it's Halloween Ends is the last one. Oh. Let's uh, stick to the roots with number three and uh, have nothing to do with Michael Myers or anything related. The anthology. Right. Just uh, whatever that commercial was. What was that? The Shamrock commercial? Oh, yeah, with the masks. What was that? No, it's like a catchy jingle. What is the, the jingle? Let's see. I remember my mom telling me she's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna watch the third one." Because your mom a huge Michael Myers fan. Yeah, she is. This is I'm a huge Michael Myers fan. Yeah. I had no idea your mom loved this movie. She told me don't watch the third one. I was like, She's like, Michael Myers is not in the movie. I was like, well, actually, he, he is. He is in the movie. He's on the TV. They're watching Halloween too. That doesn't count. <laughs> I know it's a little nod though. Yeah, but it's like she's like, I don't understand why they call it Halloween three. There's nothing to do. 
Because the direction that they were going for was to make it now an anthology, so it didn't have anything to do with Michael Myers, but it had other creepy things. It was like Twilight Zone or something. So it's like different stories now yeah, for every well, Halloween movie. Well, it obviously didn't work because they went back to Michael Myers. All right, so talked about Terminator, Halloween, Saw. Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose exiting Batwoman. All I know is that I couldn't watch it. It was bad. I still haven't watched it. I like tried to watch the pilot, and then every all the critics, their complaints were completely justified. Uh, yeah, because they, they were trying to force an like a, an agenda down everyone's throat. Yeah, it's well, that's no, that's the whole CW. I don't know if you ever seen Supergirl. No, I haven't watched Supergirl. I haven't watched uh, Batwoman. Uh, literally, current events is. Really? Like, yeah, because didn't they switch her out of the skirt to pants? Yeah, they did. They went from skirt to pants. I, could, I did not watch season two of that. I didn't even watch season one. Uh, I watched Arrow up until season four, and I'm re-watching The Flash right now because... Well, then first of all, let me just say, with The Flash, uh, season one, the reverse Flash is the best villain oh, ever. Oh, he was amazing. Amazing. Um, Arrow, now that the show's complete... I guess we should watch all of them. Yeah, I think I will. I think but, I'm going to uh, go back. For the longest time, I'd stopped after three. Because it kept getting more and more ridiculous. Arrow, the pilot of Arrow, is the greatest episode out of all the superhero movies or shows they have on CW. Because it introduced your character, little backstory, little action, mm-hmm. all grounded in reality today. And that's what people love. Because it wasn't just like, oh, superheroes, superpowers. Green Arrow doesn't have no goddamn superpowers. He's got an arrow and he's got his brains. Right. And that entire, I can't take him down the big bankers. Like, that was amazing. That pilot, amazing. Yeah. The entire season, mostly amazing. Minus some weird shit. I remember I had just finished boot camp and I was at uh, core school to... you know, the you went to the computer lab room. Computer lab room, and I was watching the pilot of Arrow, and I had every person in that room over my shoulder going, "What are you watching?" Yeah, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's Arrow. It's supposed to be about the Green Arrow." Got like, and then we all showed up every week to watch it together. I think I actually did uh, season one Arrow Deathstroke that outfit with the vest with the scarf. Yeah, that's what I did for Halloween. Oh, really? Because I got the swords that he uses are real well done. They used to be. That's actually one from the basement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them. Um, yeah. Uh, Arrow season one amazing. Arrow, season one of Flash. Amazing. So Minus good. the inconsistencies with his power. Because at one point, he's trying to confess to Iris that he loves her, and he's moving around the room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, could be more than light speed. Because nobody's moving, and he's having this conversation to go up in the room. But the guy with the gun came out, you know, apparently. Um, big oof. What, uh, so do you think Barry Allen is the fastest man alive? No, Barry Allen is the 10th fastest man alive, actually. Because everybody in the show who gets a whiff of superpowers and speed is faster than him. That's true. Even the guy who turns his skin to steel beat up on him. Oh, the, the bully? Yeah. Yeah. He only beat him by doing the mock punch or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, he went back like 5.2 miles and then yeah. ran at him. That didn't make any sense. 
No. Well, a lot of the villains don't make any sense because they're all derivative of the particle accelerator explosion. The one that I really like, besides Reverse Flash, by far, is my favorite speedster. He's evil. He's got red lightning. He's and the he's, reverse he's of everything. So, the, the actor is so Tom good. Tom Cavanaugh, yeah. So good. So good. They brought him back. Yeah. <laughs> Did not play Eobard Dawn. But, yeah. And then, I, I even have a Reverse Flash t shirt. Yeah. It's just some of the villains are like goofy. And then, oh, Spivet. Ah! <laughs> You know why? Because Iris is literally the worst. I'll tell you why she's the worst. You know, she fucking knows that Barry loves her. And, you know, he's, she's full of shit. And Barry's like, alright, she's dating Eddie. I'm gonna date somebody else. And that, whatever the Asian girl is for the yeah. music group, yeah, yeah, yeah. they start going out. They're just having a nice relationship. What does Iris do? Oh, yeah, by the way, he loved you ever since he was a kid. And he probably will never love you. So she goes to Barry. And Barry goes to Iris. Uh, what the fuck? And what does she say to him? I swear to God, she says this. Uh, sorry? That's what she says to him. That's grounds for dismissal right there. Yeah. You're disqualified. Um, Out of here. Yeah, that was ridiculous. And then, thank God, she's having her like, oh, he died, I'm depressed. Because uh, Barry's dating Spivet, and Spivet is hot fire. And then Spivet leaves. So what about Felicity? You you wouldn't want to see a Barry Felicity? No! Why Felicity not? was great up they until were she became... for each other. Like, way too involved in all the stories. She was perfect for Barry Allen. They even said they were perfect for each other. They go, yeah, in a, in a, in a perfect world, we'd be, we'd be perfect for each other. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, but no. I kind of like the, the Oliver Queen hijinks where he kept his... Because he slept with a lot of women in season one. Yeah. And season two. Well, he's but it was like Felicity was like the girl in the chair. He comes to her office and be like, "I need help with data recovery," and he gives her this laptop. He's she's like, "There's bullet holes in this laptop." And he's like, "I live in a bad neighborhood," <laughs> 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 and she's just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" But that's that. How stupid like, do you think I am? That dynamic was funny, and that was that was pure gold. Because that was that kind of mimics uh, the Norton Batman films where he's asking what's his face for all these. Oh, Lucius Fox. Yeah, and she, he's like, "Are you base jumping?" He's like, "Yeah, something like that." So in Arrow, actually, one of the concepts they were gonna do was um, they were going to have Arrow Oliver Queen be the inspiration for Batman. I just I couldn't see that. I couldn't believe that because because that would take away his whole. My parents were murdered. Yeah. I must. I am the you night. I just vengeance. Throw that out. That's his whole backstory. Well, I think that would still happen, but he would be like, "Oh, I need." You remember, like in Batman Begins, he's like, "I need to be something terrifying, something elemental." Yeah. Probably get inspiration from that, but I can't see the Green Arrow inspiring Batman. Yeah. Um, so I'm really glad they didn't do that. But uh, yeah, Arrow went downhill very quickly. Yeah, and they the with the glades. I feel so sorry for those what people. the fuck is in the glades that makes everybody want to, like, they're nuking the glades? You know, this the, the main bad guy who was a mutant, the bald guy, was like, together, we'll take over the glades. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is in the glades? I'm that, pretty sure it was destroyed in season one. So there's no reason to take it in season two. And that's when he stopped killing was after the glades were destroyed, because Tommy died. 
in, oh. in... If I go to Laurel in season two, say one more fucking time. Oh, ever since Tommy I'm so died. tired of Laurel. I did not like yeah, it. Yeah, like, if we were watching it, you know, and it's like a drinking game. It's like, every time Laurel says, ever since Tommy died. Ever since Tommy died. Yeah. I hated Laurel. Yeah, she was... But it's like season two, it just got, like, ridiculous because, you know, Roy was good, but then there's, like, just random scenes that shouldn't have been in the... Like, you know, they're, they're attacking Roy... So he does a flip off the hood of a car and then gets tranquilized. It's just like, why did you flip off the car? Yeah, if you're going to get tranquilized. Or when uh, Oliver comes back to save the city, he then shoots his grappling arrow between an alleyway at the moon and then repels to the moon. And you're like, wait a minute. Where the fuck did he go? Um, and then he's like, yeah, we're not going to kill anybody anymore. We're good people. Literally the next episode, they're at the League of Assassins headquarters. Diggle's got his AR-15. Oliver's shooting fire arrows. I'm <laughs> just like, did we just throw that out the window? We're not good anymore? I guess when you're going up against assassins, it goes out the window. Oh, the rules go out the window. I thought it was, you don't kill anybody. Rules don't apply to strippers, assassins, and the South. <laughs> it's like, I swear, guys, literally the next episode. It's like, they're on the beach assault. Diggle's like, <laughs> like killing all those assassins. It starts with Oliver shooting a fire arrow. Or maybe it was uh, Talia. So what do you think of, since the show's over now, um, and you guys have had more than enough time to watch it, so I don't... Yeah, we're not doing a, are, yeah spoilers are out the window. Diggle becoming a Green Lantern. It's stupid. Yeah, he's not John Stewart. Yeah. Um, doesn't make any sense. Wasn't a pilot. Um, that's kind of the whole point. And you don't ever see him put on the ring, but you, it's, in, it's assumed because he picks up that box, opens it, and it's like... Green in his face. Um, why wasn't the actor for Deathstroke the one they used in the real movies? Why isn't Oliver the Green Arrow in the universe? Why isn't Flash? Well, they, they did Ezra, Ezra Miller Ezra is Miller. hot garbage. I don't like his quirkiness. Well, Ezra Miller showed up in the Flash. TV, yeah, or the, the crossover, which was cool. I liked that. He doesn't belong. In, he's like, I I'm not a superhero. Your suit is literally. Like right there, yeah. Because Batman's looking at it. He's I've like, never just, I've never stopped crime before. I've just gone up and I've pushed people and ran away. Yeah, he's literally like looking at the suit. It, has your, it looks like a superhero suit. It's got a flash on him. He's looking at it. He's touching it. And she, he's, what does he say? I like running. Is that what he fucking said? No, he's like I'm a competitive ice skater. I can't. But no, it, no. So and he's like, these are, these are the panels the space shuttle uses. He's like, I'm really competitive. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Or what about, uh, he's like, you're fluent in, like, uh, sign language. He's like, gorilla sign language. That was a nod to Gorilla Grodd. When did he say that? When Bruce is going through, like, his dossier. He says, yeah, you're, you're a genius, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you're fluent in sign language. He goes, gorilla sign language. Is that, is that an outtake? No, that's in the movie. I didn't see that in the movie. Well, it's the non Snyder cut, so I don't see why anybody cares. Yeah, I just. I wanted our CW Green Arrow and Flash to be in it. They're, they're pretty good. They would have been. I don't know why Green Arrow wasn't in it, but uh, that Flash was a good character. But yeah, you know who should have been in it? In, in the Justice League movie? Jake Garrick. <laughs> Season two of The Flash was the funniest roller coaster of a show because, you know, there's a there's a bad guy, his name's Zoom, okay. 
And then it's like, okay, well, who's the Flash? And it's like, oh, his name's Jay Garrick. Okay, okay then Jay Garrick. And then well, that's somebody, Earth One, Jay Garrick. Yeah, and then Earth somebody comes through the portal and it's like, oh, who's that? It's like, oh, my name's Jay Garrick. And you're like, okay, so that's that's also Jay Garrick. And then it's like, yeah, the Zoom defeated the other Flash on my Earth. Who's that? Oh, that was Jay Garrick. Okay, and then you got the guy in the mask. And you're like, okay, who's that? And then like, who's the guy in the mask? And then they like, okay, well, Zoom has a counterpart here, so let's see who that is. And they go to there, and it's just some random guy named Jay Garrick. And you're like, okay. And then you find out the guy in the mask is Jay Garrick. And it's like, fuck, am I Jay Garrick? Yeah, I remember, I remember you came in, I think I'm Jay Garrick. And I was like, no. <laughs> no, I remember that watching Okinawa. And we were, like, watching this episode. The second the guy in the iron mask took, like, he got it taken off, and it was Jay Garrick. And I was like, I, I'm so fucking confused. How can everybody be Jay Garrick? So you want to know a little... Fun fact about the guy who played Jay Garrick in the Iron Mask. That was the original Flash from the 90s. There was a TV show called The Flash in the 90s. And the guy who plays Barry Allen's dad and Jay Garrick, man in the Iron Mask, Jay Garrick, was the original Flash. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, a little nod to that. And then uh, Mark Hamill reprising like his role as the, the trickster. He was one of the villains in the original 90s TV show. Came back. In this uh, flashes, uh, dude, Mark Hamill's tricks. Yeah, yeah, he's in it. I remember we played uh, Overwatch had just come out around that time. And we all named our Blizzard accounts Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick. So it's like a team of five, which is Jay Garrick. And people who watch the show are like, "Oh my god, everyone's Jay Garrick." Speaking of Mark Hamill, he's actually coming out of retirement for voice acting to voice Skeletor in the new Masters of the Universe TV show on Netflix. I never understood why Skeletor had a high-pitched voice. Is that because he has any vocal cords? Because he's a skeleton? No, he's... The only part of him that's a skeleton is, like, his face. Well, that's just anatomically... <laughs> anatomic... Yeah. Anatomically. Anatomically confusing. I don't know. I've never... So, so like, man wasn't really my thing. I was... I came yeah. after it. I had Power Rangers, the animated cartoon, superhero cartoon, so like, Spider-Man, I Batman. had Power Rangers... Jackie Chan Adventures. Yep, Jackie Chan Adventures of the Talismans. The Talismans, one more thing. Jackie. Jackie. Uh, we had uh, Zoids. Beetleborgs. Oh, the Beetleborgs. What? You never heard of the Beetleborgs? No. They were like a knockoff to Power Rangers. <laughs> That's a really knockoff. I didn't hear it at all. I'll have to show it to you. Uh, Zoids was cool. Um, Digimon. Uh, also, we had Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh. Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh. Um... Tsunami was big. Oh, yeah. Because you get your... Obviously, you get, you know, uh, Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, you had... You had a lot of anime shows, like uh, Outlaw Star and Fullman Alchemist, Evangelion, all those crazy shows going on. But yeah, that's where you... Usually, you have to wait for the Justice League stuff until a little later. But wow, Justice League Unlimited. Probably the best intro to anything right next to Dragon Beyond. Yeah, well, the, the first the first intro, Justice League. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, and they're all like, dun, dun, dun. like the weird clay, but it's like they're the, the silhouettes. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. And then the, the rock solo. But probably my all-time favorite intro, Power Rangers intro. Oh, yeah. By far. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen, this is an old movie. It's called Page Master. I remember the Page Master. In the... VHS tape in the trailers. That was one of the first Power Ranger trailers there. 
He's in Bubba Ooze and all that. Oh, Ivan Ooze. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who was like selling lean to everybody. What I understand is that that movie, the special effects were about on par with the the 80s uh, Super Mario live action movie. Oh, But man, everyone I, hated that movie. I forgot about that movie. Why did everybody hate that movie? King Koopa. Yeah. It just, it, the, one, where was Bowser? Well, I think that was, he was a Goomba. I guess, I don't know, I don't know why they call him Bowser. He's called, well, in the games, he's called King Koopa. It wasn't until later he's called Bowser. That's true. I'll have to go back and rewatch that. That's a really good movie. All right. <laughs> what's your name? Mario. What's your last name? Mario. Your name's Mario Mario. Yeah. What's your name? Luigi. What's your last name? Mario. I got Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> but those cars were awesome. Like where everything was like a lowered chain link fence kind of thing as a ceiling. Yeah. And they had the antennas like 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 subway cars. Yeah. But you just in theory you'd have unlimited power like a subway car. Yeah. Which is really weird. But I wonder if that would actually work in concept. Because if you just I mean it'd be super fucking dangerous to have an electrified ceiling everywhere. Yeah. Like, but in cities. That'd be, you could do it. And like, let's say you were a criminal and you're getting chased by the cops. Cops could just shut down the power for that area. For that area, catch you. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it'd be like a battery thing. Like, whenever you go into like town or something, you oh, hit these yeah. charge spots. That way, you can go to rural areas. Yeah. And maybe charge at home, but you get a charge and then you. Just, I don't know what. That's that is a really interesting idea. But that's a great. Idea. Do you know the guy who played Luigi was the guy who played the clown in Spawn? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. I'm trying to remember. No. Yes. What? Yeah. Is, is it really? Yeah. My boy Luigi is the, um, what was the clown's name in Spawn? Wasn't it like the... Oh, it's the, yeah, it's a name. It's like the something. The Eradicator or the Val... Hold on. Um, I know the main bad guy is not Bowser. Spawn. Yeah. How did this... Violator. The, the Violator. Violator, that's it. John Legazma. Yeah, he, uh... But he's really short in the movie. Did they just shrink him? Yeah. He's tall like, in Super Mario Let me see. He has, like, a fat face. Is that, is that really him? Yeah. So, this is him. That's the Violator, right? We, I guess that is him. We all agree wow. on that, yeah. Super Mario Brothers. That is him. Let us know uh, if there's a topic you guys want us to talk about. We've been ranting about it all day. Yeah. we got opinions. Oh, yeah. And no facts to back it up. Just straight fan-based opinions. Um, if you would like to... If you're in the Washington, Virginia, Maryland, D.C. area... And you'd like to come on the show, uh, let us know. You can contact us at uh, our Instagram page at Key Rogues Gallery. You can send us a direct message and we'll, uh, we'll get you going. We'd love for you guys to come on to the show. Um, you don't have to be a, uh, a super knowledgeable person. You know, if you just you, you like the show, you want to talk about it, come on. Yeah, we're, we're not experts by any means, we're just big fans and. Uh, it's also kind of fun because we get to learn about things as we research and do this, but we'd love to have more uh, from the fans of the show. So, 
All right, that's our show. Uh, join us next time when Amish Dalton and I talk about something else. Uh, that's it. Have a good one, guys. Thank <laughs> you.